0: You've been pretty busy. I've uh, I've heard you've gone and done something very interesting. So you have built eight GPT tools in one weekend. At the time of recording, you did this last weekend. So you kind of, you know, four, four or five days fresh off the weekend. I reckon this is a really, this is really interesting what you've done when you set that LinkedIn post around to show that all these tools that you've built. I just thought that is amazing. How the hell did you build eight GPT tools in one weekend? That's a lot. And then for The other thing is, how did you even do it? How did you know how to build these things? Because I know you've been interested in tech and you're interested in AI, you're interested in all this stuff. But how did you know how to build these tools? And that's kind of what I want to talk about this episode. I'm interested to find out why did you even do it? How did you do it? How did you know how to do it? Give us some step-by-step instructions. And then I want to run through the ideas quickly as well.
1: Sure. Great question, really. How far back do you want to go?
0: (laughs) I mean, (laughs) Tell me, why did you decide to do it? So one weekend, you've obviously had a weekend free, nothing else on. So one, why did you decide to do it?
1: Yeah. Mm. Moved to London, got nothing on, you know, a bit of a loser, just hanging out in my bedroom alone. So I was losing my mind because I saw that ChatGPT had released this feature called ChatGPT Builder and i was already a chat gpt user of just the 3.5 and the 3 and actually since since it's been released to sort of public i've been i was i was in the beta i think i was one of the first people just onto this i've always been following this ai trend for a couple of years several years i was already a heavy user of the normal gpt for just my normal day job as well as just, you know, general fun and showing friends things and family. I remember when the original GPT came out, I was like showing everyone, everyone was losing their minds. And I think I just like found it so interesting to the point where my very tech savvy grandfather, who's eighty-three, wrote his rotary speech as the rotary president of uh, Rotary St. Peter's down there in Adelaide. And he wrote the speech with ChatGPT and then delivered it and then laughed and sent me an email about it later. Yeah, nice. Which was it gave a good laugh to the whole family. So so you've been been in AI for a while and obviously
0: OpenAI just recently launched a whole bunch of new tools. Without without getting too technical, but you know, still giving a few steps I said step, Like how do you because I'm interested in this myself as well. I'd I'd love to build
1: some tools. How do you find where to go? So you go into to chat gpt and then yeah so you go into ChatGPT. you need a subscription to chat gpt 4 to do this which costs i don't know maybe i think it's 12 aud a month or 30 aud a month or something like that uh 12 12 pounds i think it is uh whatever that converts to and then you go on the left hand side there's an explore tab and you press explore and then that opens up a sort of list of other sort of chat GPTs that OpenAI have created with the tool themselves, those examples. And then there's a create a GPT button where you can just create your own I'm in beta. Now, even if you have the subscription, you may not necessarily have access to this yet because it is in beta. But I think it depends on how much you use the overall platform and whether they give you access, I think is I'm a very heavy user. Like I literally use chat GPT every day, like Excel or Microsoft Word or PowerPoint. Like I literally use it just Every single day. it's I almost use it as much as I use Google. Actually, probably more. If I didn't use Google Maps, I will definitely use ChatGPT more. Let's put it that way. Yep. But yeah. So, it's it's quite easy. You just go in and you find it. And then, you know, I was like, I heard this was being released, this builder thing. And then, then what I heard was they're not only releasing the builder in the coming weeks or months. They haven't specifically said. They're releasing a marketplace where they've said they're going to be sharing revenue with GPT creators. So if you're creating bots, you're going to be able to share revenue with OpenAI. And I've been scouring the internet because I know what you're going to ask. I've been scouring the internet for how's the monetization going to work. And no one knows, even the forums, I've read all the forums, no one's saying anything. They're saying maybe it's an acquisition grab for ChatGPT to just get people to build bots. And then it's more of like a referral thing where, you know, I build a bot. To use the bot, you have to have premium. So you sign up and you split the revenue. Or is it going to be like a, you can monetize it yourself through the platform? No one knows yet. So basically, it's, it's like the app store for GPT or ChatGPT tools. So that's
0: awesome. I reckon the monetization will probably be more like Spotify. So Spotify takes, you know, the sum of all the streams for a month, let's say, and then whatever your stream is as a percentage of that total, that's the percentage you take of a certain pool of money. So let's say that your streams constitute 1% of the overall streams, then you get 1% share of the money set aside for paying creators. So based on maybe the number of downloads or the number of, API calls or whatever it is, it's probably going to be based on a share, I reckon. And so, they'll set aside of the, let's say, $100 million we make in a month, we'll set aside $50 million to pay creators. And then if 1% of the downloads are your uh, particular app or if 1% of the calls or whatever it is, you will then get 1% of that $50 million. But who knows? So, that's kind of part of your incentive. So, you, you've always wanted to build it. There's now a tool that's enabled you to build it. And you're kind of prepping for this app store,
1: you know, this app store um, in quoted uh, inverted commas. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's that's sort of what happened except when you're building these bots it's not like you're coding with code necessarily. You can make the sort of easy mode which is the whole point of it which is what they're actually doing is they've made coding possible through natural language. So they've made it possible through just typing English you can basically tell and control what the bot does so that's why it's so easy to create these things and people that are dumb like me that don't know how to properly code can actually go in and create them.
0: I mean you're not that dumb if you've gone through and you know created eight of them what's an example of a sentence or an input that you've used and then what did that spit
1: out? Sure well maybe it's it's easier just for for your sake so you open up the builder and what happens you've got a chat bot on the left and then a chat bot on the right and so what you do is you type in the chat on the left, that's where you're sort of programming, quote unquote, which, you know, telling it in English what you want it to do with prompts, just like you use normal ChatGPT. Because I've been doing this for a while, like I have a long list of prompts that I've already been using in the past. So I created a whole new sort of template for prompts to then program ChatGPT box. So, you know, you start off with purpose. Your purpose is to be an idea assessment tool, right? And then you start off with context. The context of this is, uh, you know, you do a desirability, feasibility, you know, and then you know, have a list of, you know, telling it what to do. And you literally just hit enter enter and then it goes processing and then what it does is it automatically asks questions back to you. Do you want it to have this tone? Do you want it to be playful? Do you want to be like this? And then you're like, no, I want it to be like this. No, I want it to be like this. Da, 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 da. And then it programs it. And then what happens is the example live gets created on the right-hand side chatbot. Oh, yeah. So you can see it being built in process and you can test it whenever you want on the right-hand side. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Cool. Uh, okay. And so what's your uh, framework, I suppose? So you said you're giving the bot a purpose. The context, is that kind of describing what it does? What's the other headings, I suppose, that you use? What's the framework that you use?
1: I've got, I've got scope and purpose. Then I've got responses, so you can tell it to say specific things when specific things happen. So, which is why some people use like these mapping tools where you can literally map out a bot with like every response, it does this. So, if it says yes to, if the user says yes to this, it does this. And then if it says yes to this, it does this, right? So, it's like you can map them out like that, but depends how how detailed you want to go because it is actually pretty smart. So, it does actually pick up usually the right answer. Quite impressive to do actually. Um, Then I've got one heading called contextual awareness, which basically guides the bot with the context of the area to think in. So, for example, if it's creating ideas for a business Ideas podcast, you know, the context is that it's for a business ideas podcast. I then have got a section where basically. I then go language and tone. So this is where you talk about your language and tone. So you say, it should be simple and easy to understand or for other ones I've done, you know, bit of a character, you know, Alaric in Australian, you know, I've, I've used for one, you know, or something like that. Just speaks an Australian accent occasionally or, or something like that. And that's the most of them. Um, then you start getting into sort of ones that I'm, I'm starting to create more complicated ones now that have APIs from external databases plugged into them. And that's when it starts getting really complicated. And I'm sort of just working through that now. That's where it starts getting more codey. So to, to do that, there's a tab called configure and you press that configure tab. And then uh, that's where you can put in what they call actions. So then you, you press and create an action. And that's where, say, you have an API, you do a get request. And then um, say I'm doing a weather one at the moment just for practice. You say get weather because that's in the API specification how you call the API from the weather Yeah, cool. API within the database. Yeah. So, yeah, that's sort of the rundown of of what I write and what, how I build it. So, there's
0: scope and purpose, then there's context, language and tone. So, they're the, the three. Did I miss any? And contextual awareness. Contextual awareness. Okay. And responses. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. So, so you've, you've gone and created eight of these in one weekend. How long, before we get into the ideas, how long did each of them take? And I assume the first one probably took longer because you were still
1: learning? Yeah. I smashed through a couple. You know, and the thing with these things, though, is a bit of a rabbit hole. It's like this thing where you can create one and you can go down this rabbit hole. And like I said about the responses, it's like you can make it say whatever you want, but it does learn pretty quickly. It's sort of how long's a piece of string? How long do you want to spend on creating this thing and how good you want to make it, right? Some of the ones I made are honestly probably not as high quality as some of the others that I spent more time on. I'll say that. I don't know how I spent individually. Maybe I might have spent an hour on on one or two. I may have spent like probably 20 minutes on one at least, you know, just where I smashed through it. If you really want to, and I thought about doing this, is just like doing a land grab and just like coming up with a bunch of ideas and then just generating heaps based on the name and just not even programming them to really do anything other than just the basic thing which is definitely possible. So I definitely expect once the store launches there to be millions of GPTs ready because people are just gonna build a lot of these. All right, so that's interesting. And maybe what we'll do if you're okay with
0: it is we'll put a link to your structure and that framework. Maybe we'll stick it up on the uh, on the show notes. So if anyone else wants to download it and just have a bit of a guide, you know, that might be a good little thing to add. So let's get into them. So you, there's eight ideas. Now we'll just do the quick fire. So we'll go through them, I'll read out the name and then just tell me what it's about. And just a little bit of information, you know, what problems does it solve? You know, how would people use it? That kind of thing. So the first one, you have kind of already talked about
1: it, is your business idea assessor. So the business idea assessor is a tool to do a desirability, feasibility, and viability assessment on any business idea. It also gives you other information in more detail, such as market size and market context. As well as, you know, other sort of tidbits around the business, depending on the context. Yeah,
0: great. That's a really relevant one, obviously, for what we do on the podcast. And I think potentially that's something that we can maybe build on and use for ourselves, which maybe you already have used it for an idea, but Maybe it's something we can also open up to our listeners at some point. If they've got an idea, we can kind of do these assessments.
1: Yeah. Well, we're going to be launching a website soon. So, maybe we just put it up on the website and let people have a crack at using it. All right. Second one is Language Buddy. Yeah. Language Buddy. And this is the thing. You get to call them whatever you want and I love it. Also, you can use the the image generation Dali thing also by OpenEye and it automatically creates an image for you and then it asks you like, do you want to change this image? I'm always like, yeah, change it. Make it like this. Just like, it's quite funny. I don't know. So yeah, call it Language Body. I tried to give them all interesting names. So there was an idea assessor. This one's Language Body, which is basically a GPT model that specializes in teaching new languages through interactive conversations and exercises. Okay, very cool. So you sort of go in and you say, I want to learn Spanish or I want to learn how to count in Cantonese or something. And then it'll just like relay it back to you and then you can sort of talk to it like a conversation and it'll teach you through conversation, which I think a lot of them sort of- And to be clear as well, when, when you say talk
0: to it and conversation, do you mean typing or is it audio? It's typing, but I think you can do audio.
1: I think that's coming out soon or you can now. I'm not sure. Yeah, cool. All right. Next one is Bad Chef. <laughs> What's this one about? Yeah, Bad Chef. I was trying to give them saleable interesting brands. But Bad Chef is a recipe and cooking guide, basically. So it's a GPT that offers recipes, tips, and dietary advice, actually, on cooking. I mean, you could do something like send in a list of ingredients, and then it'll tell you a bunch of different meals, as an example. But they all do lots of different things. An idea I had a while back, which was something that did this for all the leftovers in your fridge.
0: So, you open your fridge, you haven't done shopping for a while, it's pretty bare, type in all the ingredients that you've got left and something like this can then go, okay, well, based on these ingredients, here's a meal that you could prepare.
1: Mm. (laughs) Next one is fit well. I'm just thinking about my fridge. I'm like, oh, I can make nachos. (laughs) (laughs) Just plain nachos. That's it. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, just plain nachos. Yeah, Yeah, fit well. So, it's basically a, a personalized fitness Routine and wellness app. But what it does is it actually searches the internet every time you make a query and it gives you a video example every time it makes a recommendation for a fitness routine or exercise.
0: Yeah, cool. All right. Now, the next one, I assume by the name, this is
1: the reference to the Australian accent. So this one's called Travel Tracy. Yeah, Travel Tracy. It, and I spent a bit of time on Travel Tracy. Travel Tracy is basically your virtual travel agent. So, it offers travel advice, itinerary planning, cultural information. It also provides the links and the itinerary planning is very deep. So, I spent a lot of time on it actually and I'm going on a trip this weekend to Zurich, Switzerland and I used Travel Tracy to plan my itinerary and I'm basically following the exact itinerary, like tr- truly. Wow. Last
0: week, we spoke about, well, my idea was the pleasure idea, the business leisure travel. And
1: it kind of sounds like that might almost do it, put the right parameters in. Maybe that's kind of an extension of that. Definitely. Yeah. And actually, I'm thinking about maybe even trying to commercialize travel, Tracy, you know, if there's any travel organizations that want to have a chat bot, you know, travel assistant, travel planner on their website or something like that. Yeah, cool. Uh, Okay. Next one. Homework Help. Yeah, Homework Help or Homework Helper. That was I wasn't happy with that name. Basically, it helps specifically high school students with any high school level subjects for their homework. So they could ask questions. They can basically get the answers really of, of their homework. But the problem is that people will naturally or, or students will naturally be a bit, you know, facetious and what is the distance of Great World China? I don't know, I'm making this question up, but I'll just tell you, right? But it's like, you could ask it, you know, how do I solve this problem or or give me a process to solve this problem? I think there's a lot of work to be done in that more of a problem solving helper that won't just give you the answers for students. I think that could be more of an opportunity, but that will take a while to develop, I believe. Yes. So,
0: maybe it's more the homework coach so it's not giving you the answer, but yeah, it's kind of giving you the process, or yeah, prompting you or guiding you onto to that answer. Pretty cool. Um, all right, second last one
1: is story time. This one's cool, I think. Yeah, story time. So it's a age-appropriate story creator that basically will create you a story based on whatever context or idea you put in for your children. If you want to read them a bedtime story, or you know, read with them, maybe maybe they can read it. But if I made it to focus on the stories having a traditional story arc. So, they'll follow, you know, the traditional sort of meet the characters, have a conflict, solve the conflict, have a positive win, the end sort of thing. And it's positive. So, they're all positive stories. There's no sort of negative morals and they're all based off of positive. Yeah, they all tell a moral actually and they're all positive morals. Yeah, we kind of talked,
0: back in uh, one of the episodes we talked about the the future of book publishing. We talked about this AI idea that kind of generated these responses for you, and I think we did talk about an idea like this at that point. Where yeah, you can basically create a unique story every night because you know reading the same stories for the parents at least gets a bit old. And having two kids, you know, I know, <laughs> but, but having that where it creates the text version for you or or the child to read. But then the next steps going beyond that is how do you then integrate characters that they like? So it might be Elsa from Frozen, and it's a story about her using these same arcs. And then even down the track is then how do you then turn that into an audio output where It's actually the characters acting out and using the real voice. I say real, I know the cartoon characters, but using the the voice from the movie, the series, to actually then tell the story in an, an audible way.
1: Yeah, that's brilliant. I think that's
0: a great use case for that, 100%. All right. And then your last idea, but I'm sure by no means the least, I'm sure you're going to keep going with these, but the last one for now is Career Cheat.
1: Yes, Career Cheeked sounds appealing, doesn't it? It's a uh, career advice and guidance sort of calculator. Basically, you can ask it for like salaries or how do I get into this industry? How do I become? How do I become a innovation manager? How do I become a TV host? or whatever, like TV production or, you know, how do I do any sort of job? And it can give you a step-by-step guide there and it can tell you about salaries and all the contextual information. And, you know, we'll use actual information off the web to tell you the up-to-date, Information is part of the what I've programmed it to do. So, it's like always relevant. Uh, and ChatGBT can search the internet. So, it uses that GBT four but also they've recently actually done, I'm not sure if you know this, but this is for everything. They've updated the data set, as they say over here in the UK, or data set back home to be up to April 2023. I'm not sure if you saw that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, that's, that's cool. This idea, again, back in episode five, you talked about a cost of living calculator. Okay, sorry, cost of living job calculator which basically helps you work out all the costs associated with changing jobs or moving to a different city or, you know, whatever it might be, but around around the job. So, I feel like there's probably half the ideas you built here are ideas that we've had kind of in the podcast over the last 20-odd episodes. So you've actually gone through and and built the idea in a really quick MVP-type way. You were saying before, one of them was built in 20 minutes and the other's took a couple of hours. But even so, you've built an MVP or a prototype in a really quick way based on a bunch of the ideas we've already had. I think it's fantastic. Very impressed that you've done all this in a weekend, that you've first learned how to do it, and then built eight of them in one weekend,
1: 48 hours. So, well done is my main message to you. <laughs> no, thank you, Dan. No, cheers, cheers. I mean, yeah, it's, it's hard because I guess I'm so deep and I've been using ChatGPT for so long, so I don't even know what I'm doing anymore. I'm just, just literally just flowing with it, you know, just doing it, yeah.
0: It's awesome, man, and, you know, hopefully one or more of these take off and if the GPT store, when that comes online, hopefully yours get up there.
1: I mean, yeah, it's also just to stay abreast of the technology as well.
0: Yeah for sure I mean the use of AI is definitely if it's not already it is becoming kind of a, a basic foundation of of what a basic skill that people need to have at least that basic level of prompting and working out okay what do I need to type in This is awesome. I'm sure you're going to keep doing it. So looking forward to hearing about all the other ones that you're going to be building. If anyone on the pod, any listeners wants to give this a try, feel free to reach out to Patrick directly. Um, We'll put the framework in the show notes so you can follow that as well if you like. But yeah, I think with that, we're done.
1: Thanks very much, Dan. Looking forward to getting back to some some traditional ideas next time. Sweet. See you soon. Bye Bye.